0: The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John 10, 10. Welcome to the Life Inspired Podcast. My name is Kimmy Ruth. I'm a writer and creator who loves deep conversations and a good story. I believe that life is a canvas, and the choices we make each day tell a story that we'll leave behind. That story matters, so let's make it a good one. Happy Monday, everyone. I'm so excited to finally be launching this podcast. I've been talking and dreaming and praying and preparing for it for such a long time that I can't believe it's finally time to launch. Just a few notes so you know what to expect before we dive into today's episode. This is a weekly podcast, so a new episode will be released almost every Monday. If there's going to be a holiday or if we're going to take a week off or something, I'll give you a heads up so you know what's going on. Think of this podcast like a coffee date with a friend. When you're talking with a good friend, you can go from silly to deep to practical to emotional, all within the same conversation. And I don't know about you, but I always leave those conversations feeling more inspired to take hold of my life and make the best that I can of it. But let's pause there for a second and let's look at the word inspiration. What does a life that is inspired even mean? What does that look like? Well, the word inspiration comes from the Latin inspirare. That's a word that's formed from two parts, the prefix in, which means exactly the same thing as it does in English, because that's where we got it from, and the root verb spirare, which means to breathe. We see that same root show up in other words related to breathing, like perspiration or the respiratory system, things like that. So when we put it together, we literally get inspiration means to breathe in. Now that might sound strange, but go with me here for a second. Think about a time when you were stuck in a really hot place somewhere. Maybe it was the dry, arid heat of the desert, or maybe if you live in the south, it was sticky and stagnant and clogging your lungs with humidity. You were probably getting tired, worn down, and in desperate need of relief. But imagine being in that place and then feeling a cool breeze begin to blow You would breathe in that fresh, cool air and begin to feel refreshed and renewed, able to keep on going. We capture that idea when we use the phrase, a breath of fresh air. Often we use that to describe a new person who comes into an environment and shakes it up in the best of ways. They bring fresh energy, fresh ideas, fresh motivation, and fresh perspective. They reinforce those of us who are tired and needing backup. So the word inspiration really is presenting that picture of the refreshment that we need on a daily basis to be able to keep going and going strong. That's what this podcast is all about. To encourage, equip, and inspire you to live life to the fullest or like the scripture I quoted at the beginning of this episode, to live the abundant life. None of us are strangers to desert seasons. I think we've all gone through spiritual drought, emotional wilderness, and sometimes it's even just reaching a point of growing tired with a monotonous, mundane existence. We're kind of like Belle in Beauty and the Beast. We want more than a provincial life. But most of the time, we don't really know what that looks like. The world presents us lots of pretty pictures to try to tell us what that life of more looks like, whether it's curating the perfect wardrobe or designing the perfect house or working to get the perfect body or creating the perfect job or art or relationship. But if you spend any amount of time actually chasing these things, you'll find that ultimately they're empty. Those things cannot satisfy or fill or fix us. The key to the abundant life is not found in what the world offers. The speaker of those words from John 10.10 that I quoted at the beginning of this episode is none other than Jesus himself, and he presents us with a contrast. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes that we may have life and have it abundantly, or as other translations say, have it to the full or the fullest. So where the thief takes, Jesus gives. The abundant or inspired life can only be found in Jesus himself. C.S. Lewis once said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Faith in Jesus is that light that enables us to see the whole rest of our lives from a new perspective. To walk with him elevates this life from a mundane existence to an eternal adventure. Our individual lives are all stories that weave into the fabric of that greatest story of which he invites us to be a part of. So to figure out what a life inspired looks like, we have to start with Jesus. He is the source. He is the author and he is the giver. His peace makes us whole. His love makes us complete and his grace enables us to multiply whatever it is that we've been given. So practically speaking, Starting a life inspired with Jesus means spending time in God's word and in prayer. In the New Testament, Paul writes that all scripture is God-breathed. That line is also translated, all scripture is inspired by God. Do you see that connection again between breathing and inspiration? This time, it's in the context of the word of God itself being breathed and inspired. So in other words, the Bible itself has become a source of that renewing energy that can only come from God. When Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, he pushed Satan back with a verse from Deuteronomy that says, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In the eyes of Jesus, scripture is just as vital a part of human survival as the food we eat each day. And if we go back to the very beginning, God himself breathed into the form of man giving him the breath of life without god breathing into us we have no life adam was he was a form of dirt he had no movement no intellect no soul no psyche it was god breathing into him that gave him that life And even the ancient Greeks reflect the same principle, even though they don't believe or didn't believe in one creator God, they still use the same word to to communicate that idea. They used the word pneuma, which meant breath, but also meant spirit or soul. And that was considered synonymous with life. So in other words, if we have no breath, we have no life. And what breath does for the body inspiration does for the soul that's why we're all so desperately searching for it we need it to be able to live fully and the source of inspiration is jesus and we can tap into that every single day if we'll simply come to him and abide in him through his word and through prayer trust me i know this is easier said than done but that's a topic we can dive deeper into on another episode but where do we go from there Each of us have different stories, so how exactly an inspired life looks like will differ for each of us. We start with Jesus, but then Makoto Fujimura is a Japanese artist who says that rather than being reflections of Christ, we're really more refractions of Christ. Refraction is what happens when a beam of light hits a... um, What do you call it? The prism. Crystal was the word that was coming to mind, but prism is the word I'm looking for. When a beam of light hits a prism, it splits into the rainbow of colors. That's called a refraction. Each of those different colors is coming out of the different sides of that prism. And that's what happens when the light of Christ is shined through the light, or I'm sorry, shines through the life of all of us different believers. We all have different personalities, different callings, different histories, different gifts and resources and responsibilities and limitations. But with all of our differences, and even though how exactly that inspiration will play out in each of our lives looks different, there are some core components of an inspired life that remain pretty consistent, whether it's across the stories that we read or the lives that we witness. These are qualities that we can seek to continually develop in our own lives. I won't go in-depth on each of them here, but we'll definitely be revisiting them more in future episodes. And we're just going to give sort of a brief overview of what these qualities are and um, what they look like. First is generosity. Generosity generosity comes directly from an abundance mentality it is love looking to share its resources with others so that they also can be blessed whether those resources are physical emotional or spiritual instead of being stingy or grimacing at the cost to yourself generosity believes that there is enough to go around we give freely because jesus gave to us freely and whatever we might lack we trust him to provide so we're not worried about running out or not having enough Another quality is positivity. Now, I don't mean this in just a put on a happy face kind of way or look at the bright side because there are situations in life that are hard and painful and no amount of optimism can fix. And honestly, we just need to be real sometimes, and sometimes you just need a moment to vent. But Most of the time, our daily situations are not quite so dark and dire. And most of the time, we can benefit from a look on the bright side more often than not. Humans struggle with what is called, by researchers, negativity bias. We find it so much easier to focus on the bad things that happen throughout a given day than the good ones. So instead of giving thanks for the the 10 good things that might happen in a day, we remember and stew over the two bad things that happened. And guys, when this becomes a habit, it starts to train us into a mindset of complaining, whether it's just complaining internally in our minds, just like, you know, that grumbling um, and getting irritated by everything or externally if we're complaining to other people. It also trains us into a mindset of criticism. We start tearing people down or becoming very critical, not in a helpful way. Growth, kind of way that would be like critiquing people, and that is necessary for growth. It's sometimes hard to hear, but we all need to hear it sometimes. But criticism is not telling you the truth for the purpose of helping you grow, criticism is tearing people down and constantly looking for whatever it is that they've done wrong just to be mad that they've done something wrong. It also trains us into a mindset of gossiping, talking about other people, and trying to honestly feel superior about ourselves by positioning ourselves above other people and looking down on them for what they're saying or doing or whatever the case may be and it trains us into a mindset that is prone to envy jealousy those are two separate things I'm not being redundant Um, it also makes us prone to anxiety to fear to depression and worst of all it trains us into developing a victim mentality we'll definitely talk more about this idea in a future episode but it it bears worth mentioning here now these things are very different like this the development of a negative mindset is very different from just being honest about going through a hard time or struggling with something or needing to vent for a moment the difference is you look at your patterns and if you can see okay like i've got a handful of moments that are like this congratulations you're human that's okay But if you are seeing that this is the continual pattern, it's a spiral down in your mind and in your words, then you have found yourself with a lifestyle of negativity. And guys, that is so damaging. Believe me, I can say it because that is where I was. So... It is super important to remember that a negative pattern will only put you and those around you in a pit that gets dug deeper with every negative thought and word that's not going to do anybody any good. But to choose positivity is to choose to think and speak words that lift people up, not tear them down. It shines light in a room and points our eyes up to the stars on the dark nights and to the beautiful things that we might overlook in our ordinary days. Positivity means developing a mindset of gratitude and love, and realizing that God is capable of redeeming and working for good even the hardest and darkest of situations. Joy gives strength, but negativity zaps it. The next quality is community. Guys, I'm a 100% introvert, but the most important lesson I've learned over the past several years is that no matter how much alone time you need to recharge, You still need your people, your tribe, in order to make it not just through life, but to enjoy life to the fullest. Now, I don't mean like people at large because none of us were created for the masses. But we were created for personal relationships with a set group of people with whom we can do life. The people who will pull us through hard times and who we can encourage in our turn. People we can work with, laugh with, cry with, do life with. People who will accept and embrace and love us for who we are, people who will root for us when we're stepping out and doing something brave. A perfect example of the power of developing community through the day-in-day-out hard stuff of an ordinary life is the movie *It's a Wonderful Life*, which you've probably watched at Christmas um, if you have ever seen it. If you haven't seen it, give it a watch. Um, if it's been a while, give it a rewatch and allow it to make you think about the people you can start investing in today and let it remind you that people are one of the most important parts of life. Now, the next characteristic is authenticity. So to be authentic is to be real, which is to say it's to be honest and to be vulnerable, both of which are essential ingredients in developing deep and lasting relationships or even doing meaningful and impactful work. But if we're honest with ourselves, authenticity is terrifying. It's kind of like that quote from the 2015 live action remake of Cinderella. Near the end, the narrator says, but would who she was, who she really was, be enough? There was no magic to help her this time. This is perhaps the greatest risk that any of us will take, to be seen as we truly are. Guys, We live in a world of filters and special effects, and so most of the time, we're afraid that if we take off our digital masks to be seen for the real, quirky, messy humans that we are, we'll be rejected. Or, we've already experienced rejection, and let me tell you, no one who's ever been rejected is keen to have the experience repeated. So we hide and think that if we can chameleonize our way through life or wear enough costumes or masks to cover up the real us and we can just blend in to the crowds around, we'll make it through life without getting hurt. But babe, hear me on this. We don't need any more fake people. We need people who are brave enough to put their heart on the front line and courageous enough to develop the resilience it requires to keep showing up as your real self again and again that's where the best relationships grow, that's where the best art comes from, that's where all meaningful and life-changing magic happens. In the space of humility where you're brave enough to be exactly who you are and begin to believe that who you are is in fact exactly enough. Another characteristic essential to an inspired life is simplicity. Far too often, we get bogged down in complexities that do nothing more than distract us from what really matters. We think we need more things, better plans, fancier gadgets, when really the most important things in life are so simple and usually very small. Now, simple doesn't mean easy. Love is simple, but it is hard. Simplicity just means free of all of the external complications that are unnecessary Because when we distract ourselves with the endless complications and expectations of how things need to be done, we miss the freeing truth that simplicity is often the best way to go. The last characteristic I want to talk about is stewardship. Stewardship is the idea that we're not actually the owners of our lives, our bodies, our relationships, or our resources. God is. We're simply caretakers of what he's entrusted to us for our time here on this earth. Seen in this light, practicalities like taking care of our physical health or nurturing our loved ones or cultivating our gifts or managing our home, our time, our money, our energy, etc. It all becomes an avenue of worshiping God. In this light, the things that might burden or overwhelm us on a daily basis can actually become a means of practically telling God thank you for the gifts he's given us by taking good care of them. All of these qualities stewardship, simplicity, authenticity, community, positivity, generosity. They'll all reappear and underlie future episodes at some point or another. And I'm really excited to start fleshing out the silly and the serious, the deep and the practical of what it looks like to build an inspired life today's episode has been kind of like syllabus day at school if you remember the first day you always went in and wondered okay who is this teacher what are they expecting what is this class going to be like what is the personality going on here who are my classmates and what is required of me for the semester ahead so even though today has been kind of an overview there haven't been a whole lot of details or cool stories or practical applications i promise you things only get better from here this is just laying the groundwork and we're about to dive into the real meat going forward So future episodes will take a variety of formats. Some will be interviews. There's going to be one at the end of the month that I'm really excited for. Some will be featuring the stories of real life people. Some will be encouraging pep talks. Some will be fun analysis of movies and books to see what inspiration we can glean from our favorite characters and stories. But no matter what, format the episode. I hope you always take away something that gives you a fresh outlook on life and inspires you to remember that your story matters. If you would like to read the show notes for this episode, you can go to KimmyRuthWrites.com forward slash podcast and just click on episode one. That, That will take you to the notes for this podcast. And with that, be curious, be kind, and I'll see you next time. Bye!